Cool Bodies Club is a monthly podcast that celebrates bodies because we believe that all bodies are cool bodies. This episode was recorded on the 23rd of June 2019. Hello everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Straight into it. Mike, where's your body at? Oh, I'm going to tell a story that um, lots of people probably have already. I I got a tooth taken out. I had one wisdom tooth. I've only ever had one wisdom tooth. It grew in sideways and it's always caused trouble. It was impossible to clean most of it. So I did my best with it through the years. It was always a bit annoying, but it never caused me any grief until one fateful friday when i i actually knew i was going to get it taken out because i'd made an appointment to get it done because it was starting to get it was super sensitive like something would something cold or hot would go near it and then i'd be like crippled you know the then all of a sudden the pain started and wouldn't stop did and it, it was just travel like, down your, oh, like your face yeah or? it was like half my face because it was a top it was in the top left oh, so it was, it was in my skull yeah. you know um and anyway that was horrible i'd never experienced tooth pain like that before it was unreal and i just um yeah yeah, so i had to make an emergency appointment and sort of floated down and the dentist um saw the state of me and the state of my tooth and was just like he took an x-ray because you couldn't actually see the hole that was the thing the hole was pressed right up against another tooth which was another (gasps) impossible bit to clean that's so sneaky it was so sneaky so anyway he got in there and he took it out and and so i got the jabs and everything and the jabs were amazing because i'd never had a local anesthetic before either so i couldn't feel a thing like he had his hand on my head and he's (laughs) yanking away at this thing um and i was just like oh this is an interesting experience yeah but what i was not prepared for was the sound it made <gasps> because it's very close to your ear uh-huh so just inside my head are these kind of cracking pinging sounds can of you, like the nerves can you make the sound for us oh I, it was it's hard to explain because i was feeling it more than hearing it it was almost kind of like you know like it was just you could hear the sinew in the stuff. and was it reverberating Crack. through your brain it was just it was just very clear what? And very loud mm. in my head, you know, like well, it wasn't loud part in of the your room. Head, so that's yeah, that was it. But anyway, I got a tooth pulled out, and the reason I wanted to bring that up because that's just a story about teeth, really. Yeah. It's just a gross tooth. But anyway, yeah, it looks like it's been shot with like a pellet gun or something. It's just Ooh. this perfect cavernous hole inside it. Is it quite satisfying that the hole is so circular? Yeah, oh, yeah, very much. It's a very neat hole. Um, <laughs> but it it was it, it's actually um, put me down a path of. Um, thinking about privilege actually oh and i'll tell you why whoa there was a turn there what because it was sneaky and you couldn't see it oh Oh. yes Yes, but no (laughs) well i grew up in the uk where we have the national health service Mm -hmm. and where i can go to the dentist for free and i have done my whole life and my teeth are pretty good all in all like apart from this one wonky one that um got all messed up i've never had any issues with my teeth up until you moved to New Zealand? Up until I moved to New Zealand. Oh! But, um, uh, well, no, it was, it was probably, it was inevitable it was going to happen. But it thought, I, I, that's a kind of, that's kind of growing up with a certain kind of privilege, that thing. You know, I grew up in a system that was different to over here where you don't have to pay to go to the dentist. Oh, and, and you have access. I had access yeah. to healthcare that, w- that wasn't extortionately expensive. And then I thought more about it. And then it was like, you know, I had to pay a good amount of money to get this tooth taken out. 
that I happen to have had and was available to do that. So that was cool, you know, but like it made me imagine being in that position and having to fork out this much money. Yeah. Or not being able or to. Or not being able to. Like, because in this country, you've got to pay to visit the GP as well, which is not the same as the UK. Yeah, it's and very it was like expensive. Imbalance so. of like that's that's so different. These two different countries' systems that can lead to the the trap of 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 poverty in well, some cases. You know more what I mean? Health issues and well, yeah, just general. Um, well, I, th- I was just thinking, what would I have done if I couldn't go to the dentist? And yeah, get there? I was wrecked. I was in so much pain. Yeah, and some people just put it off because it's like, well, they can't. Lots of people can't do that. Yeah, yeah just and it was, um, yeah. and so it was a very, um, as much as it was a um, intense physical experience, it was quite a, a gnarly kind of emotional experience when I started to think about the consequences of if I couldn't have gone to the dentist, which is real for so many people in this country and in other countries and all that kind of stuff. And so that's what that was, wow. gang. Yeah, good thing to think about. Mm, good thing to think about. Good one to chew on. Who wants to? Oh, hey, Jem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's your body at? Well, I've got my period again. Here <laughs> she goes. It's talking oh. about her bloody period. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, congratulations. I made Hazel gave me a clap this morning. I'm like, <laughs> guess what I got? Woo! Round of applause. But I'm going to talk about every morning for the past couple of months. I've been stretching for for ten minutes every morning. When I wake up after I meditate, <laughs> do you uh, actually? <laughs> yeah. Do you meditate and then stretch? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for ten minutes each every morning. Oh, it's up to twelve oh, minutes that's now. That's pretty good. And because um I uh I've noticed at work my oh, I don't know what this what's this thing calf calf leg yeah my lower leg at the back aka calf has been getting really tight and I was doing because I've got a standing sitting desk. I haven't been sitting in like my slouchy computer position. I've been moving around a bit more and I've been noticing like the tightness. And if I don't do certain, like if I stay in one position too long, then I get tight bits (laughs) everywhere. And so I've been doing stretching in the morning and it has been freaking awesome. Just just a wee bit, you know, trying to include it in there, waking up a little bit earlier, but that's okay. Do you do it together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, can tell us about what stretches you do. I do. Oh, it just depends. Yeah, I've been doing um, stretches, um, but not, you know, just making sure that I'm doing the stretches right as well. Because if you stretch in the wrong way, that can also f- fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your shit up real bad. It's like, you know, if you do a repetitive thing over and over again, it's like, uh, you know, cars, they wear out their bits and pieces because something's a little bit off. It's like if you start doing that with your muscles and your bones, of course, that's going to do the same shit. So you've got to make sure it's like the right kind of movements and stuff. I'm just learning about all this alignment. Yeah, yeah. interesting. It is really mm. interesting. Uh, and just trying to move more and, yeah, not get fit, so to speak. Yeah. But just be... Get limber. Yeah. Be healthier. Limber. That's the one. Yeah, limber. Yeah. Be just, you know, feel better that in my body. Ideal. Sweet. Yeah. So that's where my body's at. It sounds like s- such a nice contrast to how my mornings roll. It's <laughs> yeah. just generally, there's a poopy nappy somewhere. Yeah. And I've got to throw breakfast to everyone. Yeah. Feed people. And get either get them out of the house or get them to whatever activity is. Yeah. Sarah, where's your body at? Well, um, I have a hiccup hangover. Oh, oh no, the worst kind <laughs> of hangover. So that's a, hang up manif- a hangover manifesting in hiccups. 
or no 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 no, no. Uh, I have uh, I had hiccups and I know about it in my body <gasps> like, oh you've got a hangover from the hiccups yeah yeah like it caused you to tense somewhere yeah, in your body so, so much so I get um, when I get hiccups which I had last night when we were all hanging out which is cool um, I get really extreme hiccups <laughs> like uh, what and does that the, mean? it just means like when the hiccup happens, my whole body is like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was all encompassing. It's just yeah. like last night it was a medium ish version. It wasn't fully like taking over my whole entire being, but often it will be really intense. <laughs> like I can't do anything. I'm just literally like waiting for the next hiccup. And then this morning I wake up and I know that I had hiccups because it's like, well, yeah, I had hiccups last night. My body feels, my chest feels a bit weird. Whoa. Mm. Whoa that's, yeah. yeah, that's. It's intense. Yeah, it's quite funny actually <laughs> like to watch. Had, it's quite hilarious. It was quite hilarious. You yeah. were just like, I've got the hiccups. <laughs> Everybody's. Uh, stop. Stop the, <laughs> stop the program. Yeah. Sarah's got hiccups. Yeah, we're going do to anything. Have, yeah, we're going to have to wait. Yeah, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an Insta, Instagram thing in here. Rate my hiccup. You know, you can film <laughs> film a couple and get people to like rate them out of 10. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, how yeah. hard is, it, is Sarah hiccuping today? <laughs> yeah. How, how, how bad is the hangover going to be? Yeah. The I never really thought about it like that. But then I was thinking about how I do know I had the hiccups. And that's like, you know, there's like a aftermath of the hiccup. But my top tip for getting rid of a hiccup is definitely um, doing that thing where you get a glass of water and then you drink it upside down. Does that Have actually you... work for you? No, Yeah, no, it has. No, it no, works no. for me. Logistically, no, how does that you're work? not right. I'm right. <laughs> no, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't work. Oh, I'm just, right. I you just go like that. How does it oh, you work? just, you drink. From that, so you put your head down like that. Oh, you drink, you drink so from it. Like, well, so you bend mm-hmm. over forwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I would probably try to lie on a couch and do it like. How would you even do it? Pour all over your face. <laughs> yeah. I would. No, you have to be standing out. Nose up with water. Like uh, that's. <laughs> that would be awful. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so basically, your top tip come. is just to like do weird shit to your body. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm suggesting that all I can imagine happening is if I try to drink something upside down, I just fill my nose with water. Can you try doing it now? <laughs> No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't I'm, happen. Really, try it, I'm try really interested it. to see it your technique. I want to see Sarah doing it. Okay. Are you going to do it right now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's like okay. You know, I believe in you. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You do sp- Normally, I don't feel it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I spelled it. It was like, I'm on this weird director's chair and it's a bit awkward. There's no room to move. The good news is I've um, just thought of the name for the rating scale for your hiccups. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. It's the Hector scale. <laughs> I reckon like I should... Um... Looking for a high five. Got one? <laughs> yes. Full set. <laughs> yeah. So next time we get the hiccups, I'll just video it and be like... Yeah, yeah. Where's this <laughs> on Instagram? The Hector scale, gang. Because the face does kind of look shocked. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's a literal shock. <laughs> um, who are we speaking to today? Oh my golly. Who is it? Mike. Do you have any clues? Uh, I haven't heard of her. <laughs> Me neither. Gemma, Gemma, <laughs> Gemma something. What was it? Gemma. Rhymes with crime, sort of. Gemma Crimes. <laughs> oh, that would be like your MC name. Gemma Crimes. Gemma Crimes. <laughs> Gemma Crimes. So you're talking to Gemma Syme today? I am. Oh. Oh, how exciting. I, I can't wait her. to hear what she has to say. Been talking to her all morning. <laughs> <laughs> she just won't bloody shut up. <laughs> Stop the 
the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by, and in fact, this whole first season is brought to you by Mooma.co.nz. Now, because I live the dad life, um, I'm here in the office with my son, Charlie. Say hello, Charlie. Hello. Um, who is really clued up about Mooma. So, um, hey, Charlie, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mooma? Mooma is not essential item for Day Living. That's right, Charlie. Hey, high five. Woo, good work. Can I watch Paw Patrol? Yeah, you can watch Paw Patrol, do you think? Um, he's absolutely right. Mooma, non-essential items for modern day living, an online store based in Wellington, New Zealand, dealing only in the most fabulous things, beautiful and practical things for you to love and treasure, things that aren't the essentials in life, but make our lives a little bit more pleasant. Check them out at mooma.co.nz. And show them some love. Anyway, that's probably enough of that. Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? Bye. Hello. Hi, Jim. Hi, Sarah. Um, so I'm just going to introduce myself for a little <laughs> bit. Go, girl. Yeah. Um, I have worked for 15 years as a practitioner, curator, and translator Whoa. of key cultural moments in art and music for New Zealand and international audiences. Heck. Heck, 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 um, heck, heck. I know, would you believe that? Um, I am an artist, DJ and musician and I've worked in content creation and management and also radio. I've worked for uh, such places as RNZ, <laughs> uh, Universal Island Records, RDU 98.5 FM and Radioactive and I'm totes pumped about creating spaces for new conversations and narratives um, using podcasts and other mediums that yes. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So there's me Thanks, in a nutshell. Babe. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, because obviously we're best buddies, yeah, which is cute. <laughs> um, so this interview is a little different. Like it's, it is just a wee bit different, I guess. Than yeah. We normally roll. So I thought it might be nice if we chatted a little bit about us and how we met and like our friendship, I guess. I'm down with that. <laughs> cute. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think where we first met. I think we've talked about it. I think it was at the physics room. It was, and yeah. Ed, our friend Ed introduced us. Yeah. Because he was like, you've got to meet this person. And you yeah. know how sometimes you're like, I'm open to this experience, <laughs> but I cannot make any guarantees. <laughs> and then Sarah walked in and I was just like, that's Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And then we chatted and I remembered that you had just been in London and you'd just been in Berlin as well. And I think, you know, I'd done some of kind of few of the same things. Yeah. Like I had lived in Berlin for a little bit in London and I was like, oh. Jeez. Did we talk about PC music and how you knew those people? And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, because I know, um, yeah, uh, not, I don't know PC music, but I know um, someone who did a tr track with them or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, with, um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember that. But there was that label, PC music, and. Oh, is it a label? Sophie? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, Sophie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a song. One of my friends was on. Yeah. It's very cool. Whoa, somebody who's into the same stuff as me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, yeah, I remember like biking home, just being like talking to Edward. We were quite cute at the time. Ed and I spent lots of time together and we'd have our little backpacks on and we'd bike home together. And, <laughs> and I remember saying, I'm going to be friends with that girl. <laughs> and I was just like, knew it. Yeah. And it was then, weird. And then we lived together. Yeah, for a year. Hmm. Which was cute. Yeah. In a nice cold house. Yeah, it was a cold house. And it was cute, but it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. It and was it, a lovely house, but it just was nippy. And you know how you can just meet people and you're just like, cool. 
Yeah, and it's done. Yeah. You're just like, okay, <laughs> alrighty. Like then, yeah. Uh, let's just carry on. <laughs> yeah. Do things together. That's definitely what it's like. And then I guess we've been friends for maybe four or five years. Yeah. And we've toured together as musicians. Yeah. We played, you were Misfit Mod and I was Instant Fantasy and we toured yeah. New Zealand and we've made jingles together. Oh my God. We have made, we've made podcast music for the Ace Lady Network. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have done stuff like that. Yeah. So it's been, you know, friends and creative stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, we're doing this podcast together. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been cute. <laughs> it's been totally <laughs> cute. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> friends. And I think you're a total boss, so it's like... Oh. <laughs> Cool being friends with you and just oh. like learning from you all the time. Oh, do you feel that way? Totally. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. My boss stuff. My oh. bossness. Yeah. You're, you're very good at um, like your vision with this cool body stuff yeah. has been very inspiring. So. Oh, thank you. That's really nice. And then uh, I guess with you, it's like I love um, – how in tune you are with your feelings and just like i don't know i think uh one of my favorite things about being friends with you is watching you dance (laughs) i did do some great just makes me like laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh i don't know where that came from last night i was dancing to kate bush and it was just like it just happened (laughs) it was good yeah it was really cute awesome well i'm gonna start kicking off these questions oh my gosh how you feeling (sighs) ah fine (laughs) <laughs> no, it's a just, bit just fine. It is a bit nerve wracking, yeah. isn't it? What is a lie that you have been told about having a body? Uh huh. It is that you should be stressed all the time. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that I've been there's so many things that I could have said there. Like um, mm. one of the things that I think kind of ties into that is that you should shouldn't enjoy your body yeah um but I think I'll talk about the stress one because I have only recently realized that my body was in like a constant state of stress for such a long time and I just thought it was a norm Mm. and that if I wasn't stressed then I wasn't being productive therefore I wasn't working Mm. and I wasn't being yeah um uh a productive member of society or I wasn't, you know, being a good person. And actually, um, health is way more important than being, you know, than putting so much pressure on yourself and your body and being kind of miserable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's a weird, it's good to realise. It's hard to realise because you know how you hear people saying, I'm just so busy all the time. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And yeah. that is supposed to be something we're supposed to aspire to be. Yeah busy and constantly doing stuff and Mm. um being at a level where you are just going all the time and you never switched off yeah and that's unhealthy yeah yeah definitely um is that something you've kind of unlearned recently yeah well working in music and you know going out yeah you know having to perform and having to um, be out all night or working for small music organisations or big yeah. music corporations, Yeah, there is this constant pressure, you mm. know, and it's like, oh, somebody can just take your job. Oh, we have to earn more mm. money. Like I remember working for a radio station. I'm not going to name which one. Um, And 
we weren't paid for a week because they'd run out of money. Yeah. But everyone turned up that week because we wanted to keep pushing to mm. keep this community alive. Mm. And like we literally didn't get paid. The boss called us all in and we're like, Nikki's like, we can't pay you this Yikes. coming week. Yeah. And um, just working so hard. I mean, it's important work, but it's like the reality of it is that everyone is just, you go in and people's faces are like sallow, sallow? That's a word. (laughs) I don't know. It's, yeah, I think I've learned to prioritize health over being stressed. Yeah. And that has been a really important thing for me and really cool to realize like mm. my boss at the moment nicola divine shout out yeah. nicola <laughs> at um tanker creative i'm working four days a week yeah i'm earning more money and i'm way less stressed yeah and she when i went into the interview i was like <laughs> i need a day off to do my creative work and she said that's cool and just acknowledging those spaces for you know i mean i feel pretty privileged that i can have a day off like i don't yeah. have to work five days but um, you know, uh, you know, the acknowledgement that that sort of stuff is important and hmm. taking into account mental health, um, uh, building all, a healthy culture that um that prioritizes well being. Yeah, um, within the workplace. Yeah, I know yeah. the word well being is all like ooh, well being. What does that mean at the moment? It's actually it's really important, um, because stress just causes so many other health issues as well um so yeah that is the biggest lie is that i i should be or we should be stressed yeah in a a certain way yeah yeah what is one of the coolest things about being in your body um performing yeah i can see that you're so performative (laughs) in your body which is funny because i talking about stress you know performing there is an element of stress and being performative but this is a different kind of performing this is i i love being on stage yeah you do yeah i love being like (laughs) yeah a little bit razzy (laughs) pretty razzy yeah from one time i watched you do a performance and you just screamed for ages yeah (laughs) So yeah, that I, was interesting. Yeah, I have done a lot of performance art actually, where I've sort of put my body to the. I haven't done like a Marina Abramovich like. Oh yeah, that performative. Yeah, yeah. I've done durational performances. I've done. Uh, I perform on stage singing, yeah. and like, there's nothing like just going with getting into some sort of flow with an audience and just Mm -hmm. having fun and having a good time yeah and throwing yourself at people in a nice respectful way (laughs) did you teach yourself how to do dancing or did you get lessons or anything because you're like quite um you're quite good at dancing am i in a really yeah yeah you are but in a really like fun silly way no i gave up ballet after I was like, I was five and I started doing ballet yeah. and I couldn't do a forward roll. So I gave up. <laughs> you could do a forward roll. I hated doing forward well, rolls. Forward and rolls are pretty annoying. They are so annoying. Why, why do you want to do a forward roll? Yeah. And cartwheels. I was just like, I can't do yeah. this. Goodbye. So. Yeah. That was like me with learning musical instruments. I'd go and learn musical instruments and then just be like, I want to write my own music. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's one of the coolest things about being in my body mm. is yeah. Being just, sh- moving what do you love about it 
I feel free on stage yeah. and when I'm doing that sort of stuff it's like nothing else matters in that moment yeah it, it's really interesting because I don't really like being on stage I'm a performer like uh, well no, no, no I'm not a performer I'm a writer I'm a composer um, and I find that really difficult that space but yeah you definitely love it it's and like it's, the rest of the world doesn't matter when yeah. you're up there yeah. I write music to perform it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a musician. I'm the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I write music to create a piece or something. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Do you have a favourite performance that you've done or one that's just, you, you absolutely nailed? Oh, props, heaps. I used yeah. to perform a lot at Mighty Mighty in yeah. Wellington. That was always a fun spot. I've done a performance piece where I... Um, sewed some eggs onto my <laughs> a lycra thing I was wearing and tried to thrust until I broke the eggs. That was pretty funny. That was that's a Gemma classic. Um, oh, I, I don't know. It's just it's fun expressing with your body. Yeah. So no, for me it's just expression. I guess mm. it's really interesting talking. about I haven't really thought about it too much yeah. before. Yeah. But yeah, it would just be a way to express something and connect with people. Mm. And because, yeah, with my artwork, one of my favourite things is the connection yeah. you get with people from it. And so yeah. I guess that's why when I was in bands that were uh, about dancing and, um, oh, there's, yeah, uh, there's a photo of me that's come up on the internet recently where I've got shaving cream all over my face and people were sticking twisties to the shaving cream. <laughs> like, it's just silly. It's just so silly. And that um, that's so funny. Do you miss doing this stuff? Maybe. Yeah. I think so. I really love that part of you. I love it when I see you do that stuff. Like, yeah. it's just so, I feel like it's just so, like, it's like you and your thriving, like, it's you and your most awesome Gemma state yeah do you know what I mean yeah it's peak Gemma yeah it's peak Gemma and even when I'm DJing I want to like yeah. it's not just I'm not just in the DJ booth like mm. mixing I'm want well to- sometimes you leave the stage and you go out and then you do heaps of <laughs> <laughs> like really fun dance moves oh, yeah. yeah sometimes you do that yeah so yeah. I like to move yeah uh next question what is a difficult experience that you have had in your body I'm gonna tell a very like specific one okay um, I used to get this face rash oh, yeah. on my face where it would, for about 10 years, mm. when I moved to Wellington, it started happening and the left side of my face would puff up. Yeah. Well, what side is that? That's the right side. One side of my face. I haven't had it for a while. But <laughs> well, it's the left side for me because we're opposite each other. <laughs> so one side of my face would puff up. That <laughs> side. And yeah. it would have, it would be rashy and it would be sore. Yeah. And... The I did, I couldn't tell what it was, and I yeah. keep going to doctors, and everyone would be like, "I don't know, yeah. just try doing this thing." Have you tried doing this thing? And nobody really could answer what yeah. it was, and it just deflates you in a certain way. And I think um, it got to a point where it, there was a lot of shame, and sometimes feeling like there was something in the universe telling me I couldn't reach my full potential, oh. which is it's such yeah. a weird experience because mm. because I was a performer well I am a performer yeah as well it's like oh I can't go any higher than this because you know in this industry it's like you've got to be a certain look and I've got 
this face rash. And so I won't fit that yeah. mold. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of a milder version of that, but it, just the pain of it. And yeah, there are, I've, I took photos of me and I've got a record of what it looked like. And sometimes it's just like my eyes would be so puffy and I'd have to go into work and I'd just be like, I can't, I can hardly see and mm. my eyes are all cloudy and stuff. Yeah. But the, 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 if it wasn't so painful, I don't think it would, I don't think I would have cared so much, but it was the pain as well. Mm. Well, I think pain sort of changes the way that you, f- like you phys- physically feel. Like my shoulder's really sore right now and I'm trying hard to like forget that that's what's happening. But it is. And you, you just feel fun. Like you just don't feel normal you. Or just not, maybe not normal you, but you just don't feel you. You feel different feelings. Yeah. Mm. And it, I guess that like it makes, yeah, but it doesn't make you feel whole. I don't know what it, yeah. what that feeling is. Yeah. Um, but it just deflates you in a certain way. Yeah. And um, it would come and go and yeah it just sucked mm. it fucking sucked yeah <laughs> it sucked ass fucking sucked and then i stopped eating gluten and dairy and one of those things was co- was causing it yeah and so it hasn't come back which has been really great because yeah. it got to a point where i think my life was a bit on hold when i was yeah. in the uk like i just yeah i didn't want to uh, i just oh. what do you do you feel like it was a tap like it was a was did it feel like a physical thing attached to a like a holistic not being in a great space thing, or was it the you know like a chicken and egg kind of such? Um, not so much because I think I, I was going through you know the twenty seven set and yeah, returns yeah. kind of <laughs> kind of moment, and before that I had been really positive, like I'd been touring around, I'd been yeah yeah yeah. Um, you know, I'd still been living my life. Yeah. And I was still doing all the things I wanted to do. Mm. But at that point in time when I was in the UK and it was still happening, I was just like, oh. Yeah. Like it was sort of part of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, reinforced that sort yeah. of sad yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling. And when, so it sort of stopped, hasn't it? Yeah. Which is great. And for yeah. a lot of people it doesn't, which um, sucks. Yeah. And it's just something that you have to live with. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't know it was going to go away. Mm. I didn't. It was. It, it had been around for ten years. And I was just like, "Fuck, this is just going to be part of my life forever." And some, you know, if, I would have had to suck it up if it was. But yeah, it makes you question yourself a lot. Mm, mm, yeah. So that's something that's been a bit shit. And how did you manage working through that? Like the just the you know. I think I'd let myself be sad. Yeah, cool. When I needed to be. Yeah. And you try not to give yourself too hard a time. Mm. Compassion. But yeah. But when you're in a bit of a funk, it's just like, this is the last thing I need. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. Sort of takes all your energy. Yeah. My next question is, what are you most proud of as a person in this world? Yeah. Being positive <laughs> and also being a creative. Yeah, awesome. All Gemma's personality has come back as her being super positive. Literally all of them. Yeah. Like posy vibes. All the posy vibes. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, cool. Being posy. Being yeah. a creative. I like that as well. Mm. They're two cool, pretty cool things. Yeah, awesome. What do you love about being positive? <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> um, that I'm... That, it kind of makes me annoyingly keep pushing through. Yeah. Well, not, it's not annoying. What am I talking about? It's just like, I keep pushing. I'm just like, mm. keep pushing through things. Mm-mm. And I see I'm a bit of a Pisces fence sitter. Yeah. But that, you know, <laughs> allows me to sort of open up and inspect both sides of things. But then yeah. I can, I think you've said I can get to a point where I'm just like, no, no. or yes about things. <laughs> yeah. So it, it keeps me open. Yeah. And it keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen you be very sassy before. <laughs> Doesn't it happen. takes you a while to sort of get there. Yeah. You know, like if you want to get there, you, yeah, you're just like, yeah, chill about it. Chill about stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, being uh, incessantly positive. I mean, it's Are a good drive about negative feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm like, feel those feelings because yeah. a lot of interesting, you know, things come out of being in those sorts of mind friends and states like within I had my panic attacks I was just like whoa I've learned a lot of empathy from those situations Mm. and um when you know being sad didn't always used to be looked at as being negative yeah and I think that's really not cool that it is looked at as a negative thing or something that shouldn't be yeah you know, we should be ashamed of, we shouldn't want to feel because a lot of um, good stuff comes out of that. It's like when you feel an emotion, when you feel anger, inspect mm. what that is meaning. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm not, I'm feeling frustrated at the situation. What is that telling me I need to do? Mm. You know, so yeah. yeah, negative feelings are positive too. Yeah, feelings aren't facts. Yeah. They're just little moments, little prods. Yeah. Totally. And what's cool about being a creative? Ah, is that you get to express and connect with people mm. um, through work that you do. And yep. you get to use your hands. And oh, they're so, it's so satisfying doing like an artwork that you're just like, yes. Yeah. That's so cool. Or it you, is really cool. You create a piece of music and you're like, somebody gets it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, that sort of shit. Awesome. Yes. That's really what's your cool. favorite thing about being a creative i'm just gonna ask you oh okay um what's my favorite thing about being creative um i think that i i love thinking yeah i love thinking deep dives i love a deep deep convo and a deep learning and a deep just i love to learn and think and i think i'm really driven by doing that to create a thing you know yeah and that's really compelling for me it's an interesting way of exploring and going into situations like I remember even though they were just trying to sell our art degree in some sort of way it's like a person with a fine arts brain going into you know a job situation is really quite a different way of looking at things than a person who's done an accounting degree yeah adaptable yeah yeah, and just, you know, those perspect- both of those perspectives are quite important mm. at dealing with certain situations. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And how do you think we can be allies for each other in this world? It's like, I've learned so much from people's answers to this yeah. in the podcast, which mm. has been cool. Um, so I think 
keep listening and learning and learning from situations. Yeah. Lean into that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I've been trying to think of different ways to sort of, or how I've been learning about this. And there was one instance yeah. where it's, it's kind of um, tangential yeah. to all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I was going to my girlfriend's parents place for dinner with the like with all of her family yeah and I was so worried it was just like oh my gosh I'm so like what are they going to think of me you know it was all about I was just inside my own head and making this huge deal out of it and then I realized Gemma it's not about you (laughs) like (laughs) you're just you're going to their family dinner they're wanting to connect with their family and you're going to be there as part of that group as Mm -hmm. well it's like it's not all about you yeah, it's not. And, you know, if I was going to go in and I would have been all awkward and be like, Ugh. and so I didn't, you know, have to think of any witty things to yeah. say or be, you know, I was just there and I was with them and I was, you know, just sort of not making it about myself. I was yeah. in the zone with everyone. Yeah. And it was, they wanted to connect. That was their family dinner, you know? Yes. And I was, you know, worried about what they think of me. And, yeah. Ugh. But I just went along and I had a good time and, didn't have yeah. those big expectations yeah and from an allyship point of view you're saying um that I guess what you're trying to say or what you're saying is that in these situations uh I think it's decentering mm. yourself from I'm actually not I've need to learn more about that word actually but I think what you're saying is taking a step back and realizing that there's more to a situation than just your yeah experience yeah totally and is is that correct yeah Yeah. i would say that and um just releasing that pressure valve i think as well on yourself yeah and just going going with the flow of the situation yeah i think one really interesting thing is i think the more you lean into the discomfort of these conversations the more you tolerate the discomfort or you more you come to realize how the discomfort is a feeling and it's and it's to- and it's tolerable like you can do it like it's a thing and it's just like a muscle any muscle that you use the more that you just lean into that vulnerability or that lean into that difficult experience the more you can go there and it feels really hard at the start but it gets easier yeah um but it's like critical i think it's completely critical to being able to do this work at all yeah and it's like the again it's that learning from what is that feeling like you know Mm. examining that discomfort yeah like examining those negative feelings just pick it up and be like oh interesting what's going on here then yeah absolutely and i think it's been really interesting for me with all of this um you know learning about those structures that take place where people can not take any ownership for having like to avoid those discomfort feelings they can do all of these behaviors to avoid having to look at anything yeah. as well that's been really interesting and i've been in situations where it's just like okay i've i've, I've messed up a lot Or it's gotten real messy and that's because I think there was an element of, well, I didn't, you know, didn't know how to deal with it sometimes. Mm. And also um, just being a bit scared of the situation. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of shame attached to these situations, I guess. Yeah. All these conversations. But I've learned a lot and I'm keeping learning and I'm just, you know, I'll probably keep making mistakes. Well, we all will because we can't actually be experts in this space. And I think it's just about having these conversations. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we just need to keep having these conversations. Yeah. Mm. That's what we're going to do with this podcast. (laughs) We are. Mm. Keep talking. Yeah. Yes. Um. (gasps) <gasps> that's the end Is besides it? from my, I like our funny silly questions oh my gosh uh, there has been so much <laughs> hype around these questions uh Gemma yes Sarah oh you have to choose one of the two okay okay gift or a cuddle oh cuddle <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> deep convo or an act of kindness oh deep convo or an act of kindness Oh, that's a good one. You've been looking up my charts, haven't you? Deep convo or an act of kindness. We're low-key trolling you. <laughs> and I'm low-key pulling you the fingers. <laughs> um, act of kindness. Oh, that's nice. Quality time or positive affirmation? <laughs> so They're kind of based on love languages. Aren't they? Say, say it again. Quality time or positive affirmation. So positive affirmation is, you know, like saying. I know I give positive affirmations. You do. Yeah. That's definitely my thing. Yeah. Positive affirmations. Okay, cool. Yeah. Done. Is that it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. thanks, team. Into, Into the, the bin. bin. Gemma, what word are you putting into the bin today? I would like to put <coughs> the term guys when referring to a group of people into the bin. <gasps> Controversial. Ooh, okay. Some people are just like, get over it, language changes. And some people are like, actually, um, I would like a more gender inclusive term. So um, discuss. Disc- oh, great. <laughs> oh, so you're putting it back on us? No, I'm putting it on everyone. Oh, okay. On yeah. all of us guys. Yeah. Okay, so guys, here's my thought. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. I'm probably going to use it in reference. I think probably most of us will use it. Oh, we the use end it all the time. Episode. We yeah. definitely do. But it is a one, isn't it? It is a one. It's it's a one. It's a one. It's a thing. It's a it's, it's a thinker. Something to think about. I know I will probably just drop it accidentally, but the fact um, is that we need to just. It deserves a bit of interrogation. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. Uh, uh, some people think that it is widely regarded now as being a gender neutral term. That's exactly where I was going to come from. Yeah. Because, and I think that that is something that I'm going to in the future think is wrong. But at the moment, I'm like, I don't think I use it to be gendered. But that's because there's something I'm missing probably from the, from the I haven't got far enough down that road of thought potentially. Well, the war, the reason why it grinds my gears, I think when I've been thinking about why am I getting a bit uppity about it, you know, <laughs> why is it causing a little bit of, uh, um, it's because I work in male dominated or have worked in male dominated spaces and, which you is know, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, except for like teaching and nursing. And, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sort of things. But in especially the music industry and, um, that sort of biz, yeah. the, you know, people always get referred to as, when you're talking to a group of people, it's like, guys, hey, guys. Um, and you feel already feeling like you're a bit of an outsider. And that language just sort of reinforces like a male-centered um, group of people. Yeah. 
or like a male centered voice in a male in male dominated spaces mm-hmm. um and also like you know ma- chairman and congressman and mm. there's already when you're referring to a job or a, a you know all that sort of stuff it was always with man and that reinforces um like the masculine as being the norm mm. maybe yeah. anyway, those are my thoughts have you looked up the dictionary definition of guys um, I read an article about a linguist who yeah. was saying that people, that language changes over time and like, you know, colours, like boys used to be like get yeah, pink, pink stuff. and blue was reversed yeah. in the early 1900s, yeah. But that's just like people saying gay is an okay you, word to use as like a word to slag people off. I like to think we've got a bit past that. Yeah. <laughs> At least in this room. Yeah. Um, but people still use it. I mean, I've worked and, you know, been around people who use it in front of me and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, yeah. I see that uh, listening back to um, the episode with Siobhan this week, I say it. I say guys in there at one point. Oh, I thought oh, you were saying gay. <laughs> it's like a derogatory <laughs> term. It's like, what? Yeah. No, I definitely don't say gay. No, I've never heard you say no, that. Would, I am gay, so yeah. don't really feel like there's anything derogatory about it. No, it's fucking either. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. When I, I noticed that I said it in Siobhan's episode and I heard myself like do a, a take and go, oh, folks, you know, I noticed it's a little bit like when I started to incorporate the pronouns, I would screw up a little bit, but like, I get better at it. And when you, when you talk to someone, you say they, instead of defining them as a, yeah, well, just when that that started to be more uh, a conversation that I heard and then incorporated. So, you know, I, obviously there was a point that I learned that a pronoun was something that people wanted to be used. Hmm. And so then I started to... Oh, so like when you're talking to a person and they've said their preferred pronoun. Yeah, so what I'm talking about is that, yeah, can you that shift. Example? You know, so like when you use a word all the time that you come to learn and understand is something that's problematic and not inclusive and something that you maybe don't want to be using anymore. There is a, is a, is a difficulty in that space because you're so used to just doing it. It's so part of, it's like breathing. You just say it. And so you have to go through this unlearning process to try and incorporate it. So with guys, I definitely don't uh, perfect that using that yet uh, in, in a way that's, Better. So, for example, I say guys quite regularly and then I correct myself. Mm. I don't just say, go straight to the using a, you know, folks or everyone or y'all. I do when I write on, on our Instagram account because it's more thought out. <laughs> but when I'm speaking, I often say guys. And I'm still going to like probably drop it just without even thinking. But this is, it's just unlearning and learning, isn't it? Or learning and unlearning. In our, yeah. In our values, and then yeah. incorporating and then doing. Yeah. Can I suggest as a wrap up to this section some practical advice? Yeah, well, for I was going to say this too. What's everyone's go to alternative? Well, I I love using y'all. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. Well, on Instagram, I think that's quite fun. So, yeah, that's fun. And then you can just say everyone or you can say pals, folks, folks. Um, what else is there? My go to esteemed that I've been, guests. My tri- Whoa, like, that's a mouthful. Guests. If it's like you're addressing a room. D bags. 
you bunch of D-bags. <laughs> My go-to has been gang. I've been using, I've hey, been gang. trying to yeah, use gang. Yeah, you use gang quite a lot. Hey, gang. Nice to see you, gang. Or team. What's up, team? Yeah, team's a goodie. Yeah. Or what would you call a group of friends? Team works. D-bags. <laughs> Not this group. Especially this group. Especially actually. this group. <laughs> oh, and people should suggest. People should suggest on Instagram your guys alternative. Yeah. I would I be interested to hear some. So favorite guys alternative for you, Jim? People? Humans? Jim, Mike? Gang. Sarah? Douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. It's show and tell time. Yeah. It's time for cool stuff. What cool stuff have you got? What um, are you bringing? I, at the moment, have been doing a lot of printmaking, okay. and I love it. Can, and for, can we have a can we have a definition for the uninitiated of printmaking? Uh, it's art where you. Um, <laughs> art. Okay, I'll, let me write this down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is real it's Pisces art. versus Virgo now. It's art, Mike. Oh, okay. It's a feeling, uh, it's a vibe. Art. It's, it's a creation and it's just expression. You can't <laughs> put it in a spreadsheet. It's no, just oh, no, art. Okay. Okay. What print, does it involve? Uh, step-by-step process is where you art. put... Um, you have a piece of paper. It's like a feeling it's and then not an a art painting. comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Go. Okay, that, you know what? Art comes that's out. that's fine. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Carry on. Just deal with it. Okay. You have a thing where you put ink and shit, and then you have a piece of paper, and you put the plate on top of the piece of paper and run it through a, a thing that presses it together, and then you take the plate off, and there's a smushed image on the piece of paper. Yeah. Right. Jimmy okay. gave me a tutorial of it the other day. Was it as detailed as that one? You were there, babe. I know. When I was in standard grade <laughs> art, we did like lino cutting, which yeah. I think, are we talking about the same thing? Yeah. You dig out, you cut the negative. Yeah. And well, but, then you print the positive. Yeah. But there's also etching, which is you cut the, you do it the other way around. Right. Okay. So, That's scraping. Yeah. You scrape into it. scraping. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. And it was cool. It's cool. It was cool. It is. I think there's a little bit of, um, like the unknown yes it. it's like you do your thing and then you're like oh a blob's there but i didn't know it's gonna be there yeah and see so what let's see what happens oh that's a pretty blob yeah yeah so that's what i've been really getting into because i'd started doing it at high school and i re- i still remember the the a work that i did there and it was just like oh this is cool yeah i really enjoy doing this and then i tried to do it through university but they only they didn't no one made you couldn't major in it and then I kind of gave it up because I went into video art, <laughs> ah! video and performance art. And then I got back into it and then it took me two years to kind of get back into it again. And now I'm just like, this is the tits. <laughs> and so I've been really getting into it again. You've been prolific in it. In the well, yeah, last, you have. last time we were in the podcast shed, there was a lot more. Yeah, it's like you're bits. expanding a little empire of art well the thing is it's like you just keep running it the good thing about printmaking is that it's not like a painting where you just do one thing it's just like with printmaking you could just run that thing through keep yeah you can make cards you can make series you know what's funny is i think what is funny printmaking even though it's quite Gemma, it's quite on brand because it's super creative and super feelings and everything yeah if you think about the process you're cutting your little thing you're planning yeah you're planning you're planning you're planning and then bam you execute well i'm actually quite a, like 
I like to I love a spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do love a spreadsheet. I like the formality, but I also like the anarchy of the like the chaos of the result. Yeah. It rem- it also, I, I, it reminds I me it. a little bit when you're, you know, you're in this episode, we're talking a little bit about how with your art practice or your performance, you love that moment and just kind of doing a self expression that's just sort of free and not calculated or something i feel like the printmaking is the same as that but in a really different format yeah like it's very in the moment even though you have to do obviously some planning there is so much error and um and i love freedom that (laughs) happens when you do it yeah well Mm. that's the thing it's kind of you just find this flow with it sometimes and you're like whoa look at this like interesting little blob and like some printmakers <laughs> are very anal um i was like what's another word for anal i'm just gonna go with anal virgo. um virgo. <laughs> it could be a very fine. it could be a very good virgo thing because you you know some people no, are very ordered and they have like bits was, of like gloves that they use to pick up the paper where i'm just like bleh, bleh, bleh. i was just about to say the more we talk about it the more i really want to have a go at it mm. you should we'll come right we could do a team cool bodies printmaking session <gasps> yeah your very exciting news is you're going to exhibit yourself, though, aren't you? I am. For the I first thought time. She, she's going <laughs> to exhibit herself. <laughs> I have exhibited them. It's <laughs> a very interesting way of putting it. Although technically but I have exhibited you, myself in the past. <laughs> you have. <laughs> that wasn't I feel like you exhibit <laughs> yourself all the time, to be honest. But anyway. Um, I am. I was having a really bad art day and I was like... Fuck! I'm gonna book an exhibition. <laughs> like, oh, that's an interesting way of but, dealing with it. Uh, yeah, because it forces you to have a little Dead- focus point. Deadline. Well, a deadline is good sometimes. I love yeah, it. I love a deadline. That's why I've got all of the favorite shit. things. I've done forty prints that I'm happy with to show. Forty? Are you gonna sell them? And I've got a pile of shit ones as well. <laughs> you know that I won't. What's the difference between a goodie and a baddie? A feeling. Uh, uh, well, this is the thing. I've got to a point where. <laughs> Yeah, Mike's <laughs> leaving the room. So, um, I've got to a point where it's like it's Mike, not. Mike, you love feelings, and you have no. lots of them. You well, do. Mm, carry on. You were saying. Um, <laughs> that I've got to a point where I'm like, what am I? I've worked for people. You know, well, I mean, everyone. You work for people, and it's like this is the thing that I'm just doing for. Like when I get a feeling that this is a, a good thing, then I can put it out. Like this is my. This is me, and I can yeah, and I can decide what I want to show and put out, and what I'm happy with. And I'm like, oh, it's actually really nice doing that. Mm. I also yeah. think it's quite reflective of the space that you're in at the moment too, because you can do it at home. Mm. You could do it, you know, like I guess with your performance, it, there's that added thing of having to be out somewhere at night, or you know, and it's like staying up late or whatever. And yeah. at the moment, you're sort of like in a different mental space and you can just like, you know, do my thing. nest at home and yeah. Yeah. I do think my little print making. I think what's interesting a is it's like. heater on and a cardi. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> we, Slippers. I think we talked a little bit Cats. about this um, last night, Snacks. but we were talking about like people who have been in bands and groups and things like that kind of rebelling at some point in their life. And it's the solo project, right? Is this your solo project? Oh, well, I did have a or band. A, a solo project. A solo project. Yeah. This is, I'm in, like no rush but well, you don't do things i mean like, well this I is think... the conversation we got to we we we, we were uh, like uh, well, sometimes 
certainly where I got to was I'm just I'm only when I'm making music really it's it's fully selfish it's only for me it's only because I like to do it mm. not that the, I'm not saying that this is I'm not trying to tell your story but no it is the same thing because that's what we were talking about yeah. and it is nice just were you guys talking about it in the hot tub yeah we were yeah, talking yeah. about it in the hot tub mm. that's cool Being, that's fine um, <laughs> <laughs> you, oh yeah I just wasn't sure when the conversation happened yeah. I'm like really happy you were dancing you. on the deck or something yeah <laughs> no I was laughing at that really horrible music video for a long time oh yeah. that's right you were doing yeah, that yeah it was so which funny which one was the take that one it was take that and it was yeah Robbie Williams and um, all those other people it's all the gang doing weird dancing on a car like on a car like re- really sexy dancing and it was black and white it was so funny <laughs> oh it was kind of amazing <laughs> it's a beautiful thing yeah. um yes it's a solo project it's a solo project and it's just i mean i want i would love it if people bought them it's, i was well that was my question <laughs> how, how, how much are you gonna sell them for? i don't know how do you price art i eh? don't know i reckon it's a feeling oh. it's a feeling i'm just like i get a vibe 70 bucks. money yeah <laughs> Mm, I feel 70. yeah. Well, I don't know how. I it, feel maybe you should make some financial goals and then break those down into how many pieces of art you have and then just sell it for that much. Yeah, yeah. I want to buy a spa pool. Yeah, five thousand dollars each. How many yeah, arts do you have? Auction, Forty. Just one dollar reserve them all and see what happens. Let the market decide. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never no, let absolutely the internet decide. Do not do that idea. <laughs> no. Please don't do that. I am idea. not a financial advisor. <laughs> yeah. By the way. I actually would like to pay because I bought that little um, print making machine for myself. I'd like to cover my costs. Pay for that. There you go. That's yeah. But that's very exciting. Aim, you can do more, I can, babe. I can yeah. definitely aim higher. Yeah, yeah. I, definitely... I feel like we've sucked the fun out of printmaking. <laughs> 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 how much you? Yeah, well, yeah. I am interested in how artists make money. So, well, speaking I of think my artists are too. My, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a new podcast called "Fuck You, Pay Me." It's <laughs> 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 just where I interview artists. It's like, Perfect. how do you survive? Um, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Thanks well, for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for having me. So next up, the big dog. S bombs. S bombs. Are we going to feel the Capra scorn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might just be sassy all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Little spice unit. <laughs> spice, spice unit. unit. <laughs> oh, golly. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.